This is Agents Influence Podcast. We are generating a lot of activity inside the app, or the platform, I should say. When people are coming in and using Glovebox, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're paying a bill, starting a claim. They are accessing their documents, uh, requesting service. They're requesting a quote. They're referring the agency out. There's a lot going on there. We learn a lot about consumer. And so a repository is being built to allow many people, many vendors, many softwares to plug in and do what they need to do inside of that repository. So making this repository available for all these systems and tech to come in and do their thing on. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, conversations with who? Cass, me. And today I have my boy Andy Matheson on from Glovebox, the app, the app of, I don't even want to say, it's the app of the industry. It's not even the app at independent insurance agents because State Farm could probably use it. And if they can't right now, just give Andy and his team two minutes and they'll whip up something because they're that awesome. They're that electric. Cass is hyped up. Welcome to Agents Influence. Andy, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, pumped to do this because I've heard so many episodes. I'm, uh, you know, you and I have talked a lot off air, but it's good to do this formally on air. So let's do it. It is. And I'm glad everybody's going to get to know you and, uh, and your your business and your life. And, and as the loyal listeners know, we're going to talk about Glovebox because they're just that hot. But uh, we got a lot of other things that are going to teach you and we're going to talk about. Uh, Andy and I uh, decided to put on a little show. So that's what we're going to do. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but that sometimes makes the best shows. No, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're here, here for try. the party. We're here for the party. Hey, and any of you that uh, keep in mind, you probably heard it at the beginning of the podcast. Don't don't forget not to do it. Brain share. You need to think about it. Brain share. It's very, very important. Also, you can check us out at Pod Squad. Pod Squad. You're like, Cass, what is that? We Got Your Podcast is no more. It's been rebranded. Um, it got bought by Spotify last week and they named it Pod Squad. That, the, the Spotify part wasn't true, everybody. But they we named it Pod Squad. So you can look up pod, P-O-D, squad.fm and that's where you're going to find out We Got Your Podcast to where we will help you if you have a niche or if you want to create a niche, you want to do a podcast. We're doing over 23 podcasts now that we are helping put out there in the insurance industry. I really um, need to start, you know, I'm going to take a play um, out of uh, Better Agencies book, Andy, and the fact that I want to figure out, I want to start talking to agents and how many agents have sold in a huge account or an account due to their podcast because I'm just just the three that I know are over seven hundred thousand dollars combined. If I add the three of, of producers who've said, "Dude, I've been trying to get into this account forever." And that would be cool because better agencies trying to help people write one billion dollars. You know, they want to help that. one. I thought that was a great goal, right? That's, uh, high five to William Shaw and Nicholas and Preston and McBilly and all them dudes Love and dudettes. Yeah, and dudettes. So, anyways, but no, dude, that. Uh, so, anyways, check us out out there. Podsquad.fm. Podsquad.fm. Andy, buddy, thank you. Uh, uh, welcome to the podcast, dude. I'm glad you could uh, join us. Yeah, man. Uh, it's good to chop it up with you. Uh, like-minded personalities, like-minded energy. Uh, we're doing a lot and we want to do it alongside you because, you know, you have been uh, a really big influence on this industry. And so I appreciate everything you do. Uh, cheers to you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. This is, uh, this is, this is just a passion. It's, you know, it's not a job. Everybody knows that whenever you love it as much as you do. And that passion is true with you as well. And I'm not just trying to connect that over to Glovebox, but it's, uh, um, I think you guys really know what you have. And I think, uh, and I think, and I'm going to, I'm going to help the loyal listeners see it a little bit more focused as well as we go. But the number, the number one thing that they want to know, uh, up front, which we probably already probably know iPhone or droid. Man, iPhone, iPhone. I, uh, I had one Android in my life. It was the, in 2008, it was the uh, HTC Dream. I don't know if you remember that one. It's oh my slid gosh, up, slid up and you had a little touch yeah. screen. Uh, <laughs> but guys, I would always like look at people with iPhones and I'm like, why do they seem cooler than me? They just do. And so yeah. like the, 
I don't know. You you probably hate this. I know you're an Android guy. Sorry. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. But like, it's okay. Uh, you know, they're sleek. They're simple. They're easy to use. And not to say that Androids aren't, but they, it's whatever, for whatever reason, iPhone's done a great job on their marketing and they, they're killing it there. And I'm a marketing guy. So I'm just, uh, <laughs> I pay attention to that all day, every day. And then, you know, I don't like the green bubble, chat bubble. So I had to mm-hmm. throw that in there for you. You know, and you, you throw something out there that I think is really interesting and, um, it's been uh, three or four years since I actually looked at it, but it was, you said the, ma- uh, the marketing of Apple and, you know, their, their marketing was legendary. And I think a lot of people forget it, that they tried to create, if you remember loyal listeners, even from his last five, 10, 15 years, but they really started this in the eighties, um, was, uh, us versus uh, us and them, right? The geek yeah. versus the cool person. Right. Um, the, the, they did this in the eighties where it was trying to say like, well, if you're that, that means you're not with us. And like, we're kind of the cool way of doing it. And it was, and it was something that I don't think that really society realized that they were encountering until after it was over. And it was like, oh, so that dumbass over there, that was the PC. Oh, okay. Cause now yeah. I have a PC yeah. and I realize, yeah. you know what I mean? That, exactly. that was genius marketing. That was that was well, super genius marketing, and then it kind of evolved with uh, you know how Steve Jobs did his releasing of the new iPhones and what their new products would be, and they're just really they're they're really savvy about how they get people interested and and kind of hey it's coming soon it's coming soon. Um, we've actually kind of followed that same approach over here at our company. Yeah, yeah, you guys have, you have, you have, and uh, thank God iPhones make a great thing and uh, Androids because your livelihood depends on it, which is awesome but your livelihood didn't start there you started somewhere else it was the passion that brought you to the old gb we'll get to that just in a minute do you love to win or do you hate to lose yeah the question i love to hear every episode man um mm-hmm. super competitive love to win can't deny it uh you know talk sports sales marketing lead generation betting gambling uh you can't get enough of the taste of victory. And so that's important to me. I can typically get over a loss pretty quickly unless it's my Jayhawks or my Broncos. Um, other than that, we're going to be okay. Yeah, I know you just did that face at me because I know you're a wildcat. I don't know who your football yeah, I team know. is. You just said you just have the number. The, the, it's K. It's UK, not KU. I, why it's, does it's that okay. always mess that up? It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, and KU's better. So, you know, let's just get that out there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I am a, um, I'm a winner, right? And it goes back to a KU. I'm a person that loves UK, but I respect KU and will vote and will root for them. If my guys aren't in it, because I like winners, I like winners. Yeah. Everybody hates the Patriots. I actually like the Patriots. I really don't care about the Patriots until the Super Bowl, but I always want to win because yeah. I want to see their dynasty get bigger. Yeah. You know what I well, mean? Uh, it's a model, right? And you, if you're not following the model of victory, then what are you doing? I mean, come on you don't now. Have to reinvent the wheel. So anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, I love the win. Right. Let's do it. That's right. That's right. Skill or luck, what got you to where you are today? Oh, gosh, that's the question, man. That's a tough one. Um, you know, I, I'd say I have some skill, but but luck is definitely certainly my biggest thing is, you know, you, you're in the right situation at the right time. So just I, I got to attribute it to that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Reading any good books lately? Uh, I don't read as much as I should, but the last book I read was The Promised Land uh, by uh, Barack Obama, which I'm very in- interested. He's a, he's a human that's, uh, you know, very, very passionate about what he does in any, uh, you know, kind of whatever he's, he's speaking about at the moment. But I'm very interested in the way he handles himself, mm-hmm. his persona, uh, mm-hmm. politics aside, I think he's a good person. So mm-hmm. I was interested in that book. It was very, yeah. very interesting on his history. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't use the word hate with anybody, so I would never him, but I severely disliked him in 2008. By the time sure. he left office, I liked him. I it's really interesting how it can shift that quick. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was eight years, but I, but I'm, and I'm also a hard, I'm a hard Republican. Right. But, but to me, I, I, at the end of the day, it's all about America. I can think what I want because I'm Republican up front, but if I'm going to be honest and look at the last eight years, you can't be like, Oh my gosh, you know? So mm. I'm about America. That's all I Tough really got to hate. About. I've got to hate. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's That's a good, uh, that's a, uh, the one that he wrote in the in the nineties, um, the dreams of my uh, father, sure. and that was a um, that was a book that uh, 
that 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 was interesting. You know, I was talking with um, somebody just the other day. Sorry, we're off on rants already, but this is a good one actually. I don't know if I've ever said this, talked about this, but like you can say that um, it's not who you know, right? Or it's not what you know; it's who you know. We've heard this before, correct? Oh, of course, yeah. Right. I think that Barack Obama, when he was in office, proved that there's another level. It's not what you know, and it's not who you know. It's how well you know them. Ah. Why do I say that? Because Barack Obama had a brother, a half-brother who's Kenyan, who was forced to go back to Kenya, whatever it was extradited or whatever the term is for what his legal proceeding was. And Barack could have stopped it. I mean, he's president of the United States. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a sick, it's a thing. Here's the deal. He knew Barack, but he didn't know him well. If that would have been Barack's daughter, if that would have been Barack's grandma or somebody he knew or his best friend, that dude wasn't getting extradited. Wow. I'm not saying that that's a good or bad person. I'm talking about relationship. I'm saying that it's not what you know and it's not who you know. His, his brother was the president. It was how well you know him. And I think when we think about that in when we think about that in business, sometimes we get over, we think to ourselves, well, because I know them or I know that, that means I'm going to be able to do it. And it's like, well, no, there's somebody else out there who knows it more, who knows it better. Or do you know it enough as to what you think you do that you should be involved in the process where you are, right? There's a lot there. Shit. That's a yeah. whole series. Sorry right about there. that. Yeah. 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 I was thinking that. I like I said, Brock is inspirational to me. I've played uh cards with him. Um, I've, I've eaten dinner with him. Um, I've been to his his office. No, there's no doubt about that. Now let me uncover the truth to that. Okay. There we we were at the Illini country club and there were two tables of like 10 playing, um, uh, 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 Texas Hold'em and he was at the other table. Ah. So he was within 20 feet of me, but you know, none of our loyal listeners can say that right now. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Andy, right now. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but yeah, no, I went to his office. Last thing about Brock, because I'm, I'm telling you, I like the guy a lot. Yeah, I go into his office and on his desk in D.C., his Senate, when he was a senator, he has about 20 books on his desk all around the outside and they're opened up. Some of them are opened up more than the other. You can tell he's literally reading all of them. Wow. It's like really crazy. So, so then, and then the last thing, right next to his desk is a pair of black boxing gloves and they had a, they have a, a glass case around them. And then the picture of Muhammad Ali standing and he's going like that over the top, you know. Those are the gloves that he Super was wearing. Which cool. are right there. Oh, dude, it was so cool. It was so Jeez. cool. Oh, All so right. cool. Well, yeah, that, that was quite a little tangent there, but that was impressive. I love it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Andy, take us back to high school, take us back to college, and bring us forward to where you are today, how you got where you are. I appreciate that. Um, so actually, just to inform the listeners, so my dad actually started an independent agency in about 2008. Uh, he was with a captive agency called Country Companies at the time, uh, right prior to starting his independent agency. And so I would always kind of watch him uh, grow a book of business, uh, be curious about the insurance industry. And as we can all admit, uh, this is not a sexy industry and we're trying to make it sexy, uh, bring it into modern days. But um, basic uh, premise here is that I was not interested in insurance um, in the teen, teenage years and in college years. And I was, my dad was always just like, you're going to be an insurance agent. Watch, you're going to be in the industry. Watch. And I was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not stiff arm, stiff arm. Um, you know, graduated college. Uh, again, just kind of had a sense of what the industry is all about, how you can grow a book of business, residual income, uh, passive income and all that, which is of course why you get in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. and after, right after college, I went to a startup company. Um, and worked for a, a gentleman by the name of Scott McNeely. The name might ring a bell. He's actually the former oh. CEO of Sun Microsystems. And so okay. um, I was his assistant for that company. Uh, it was his startup company here in Denver. Um, did that for about a year and a half. And, and my pops actually came to me and said, hey, look, over the course of the past decade plus, you've been watching the industry, the insurance side of things. You've been watching my company grow. And he grew that agency from about you know, a smaller book of business to about five, seven million when I jumped in. Um, he said, you're going to come in, run our And you're talking department. premium? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. In premium, five to seven million. It was about seven when I jumped in. 
my brother was already there about a year and a half and I jumped in right after, but he was like, you're going to come in, run our marketing department, which entails lead generation, getting our agents exactly what they need to sell uh, insurance. And so I actually came in for the first six months, buttoned up all our marketing, tied up loose ends, then hit the pavement and generated 150 plus leads a month for my inside sales team. And so I got to know the industry really fast. I would sit down with the agents, get to know their sales process, quote and sell insurance. Um, and did that for about five, six years inside the agency until I ended up being a sales manager for that team. Um, and then ultimately recruited agents at the agency. And we scaled very quickly on a very um, lean model that we built. Uh, we ended up getting to $100 million in premium by the time we sold the agency in 2019. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I knew that story. The loyal listeners may or may not. But here, let me tell you, ask you something that I thought was cool that probably a lot of people didn't point out. Country companies? Country financial? Old yeah, old school, huh? Yeah, I've been around. So they're a direct writer in Illinois. And then they're like a direct writer in like two or three other states. I, and I guess Colorado is one of them, I guess. I, right? I believe. Well, so I haven't tracked them since... Yeah, yeah. Or 90s, no. but like that's what it was then. And uh, yeah, Travis, Travis, my business partner was an absolute stud and was in, in three states. He was ranking in the top five and he was lived right in my town. That's why I was like, dude, I got to go find this guy. Finally talked him into joining us. And, and here we are. But yeah, Small Travis, way. you were on the call with him just the other day, dude. That dude, yeah. that dude writes premium like you, like, like people don't even know. And he's quiet. He just kind of uh, does. Yeah, doesn't I wouldn't have known that. Out. All right. Yeah, he's very so, quiet. You think uh, so captive model, independent channel, you know, you kind of weigh the, the pros and cons of each and, you know, the transition between captive to independent has happened, you know, a lot over the past, you know, 10 years or so. And so it was interesting to kind of witness this. I was in the trenches at the independent channel, keeping an eye on the captive channel. Of course, there's the internet channel where, you know, Geico, Lemonade, those types of, of uh, internet companies are available, mm -hmm. but the independent channel is always very interesting. It's grown like crazy and it's one that we're trying to take care of because we've been there. And so we, we've done what we've done to sell the agency and start our current company. So Right. And then so you going out there and tackling um, one of the toughest things in the industry, which obviously actually at the other side is the most obviously needed and obviously expected product that consumers can have today since you can order a freaking subway sandwich and add extra relish to it sure. off your cell phone um and then have it delivered wow you think someone would maybe want one of those for as an insurance agent hmm maybe so yeah. so you yeah. guys heard this you guys you guys felt the struggle in your own agency as you were selling you're obviously talking to other agents what makes you at the moment, where was the conversation? What was the table, the time where you said, dude, why don't we go and do this? Or you or whoever said it, what, what was, was when, a, when did that happen? My brother, Ryan, he's the creator, the, the, uh, the writing genius behind glove boxes theory and, and what it provides the industry. And so he came to me, said, what do you think of this? I mean, we know the, the pitfalls of the industry. We know the pitfalls in an independent agency and they're all the same here. Let me describe it to you. It's a very weird relationship when a policyholder gets started with an independent agency. It's very strange. I got a quote from you. You're writing me with a different company. Now, who's my relationship with? Is it with you, the agency, or is it with the carrier you just put my policy with? By the way, you're switching my policy every year to, you know, maybe every couple of years to a new carrier. Right. Who's my, you know, who's my point of contact here? And that's a weird relationship for a policyholder. And we were like, this is a huge pitfall. What's going on here? It Not is. only that, but if you flip the table and go on the other side to the agent's perspective, who, what am I supposed to do when I write a client? Do I promote my own technology that it may or may not be good? Or do I promote the carrier's technology in their portals, which are honestly very good. They can be very good, but mm -hmm. then you're pushing them away from your brand and it has nothing to do with you anymore. And you become a ghost and it's very strange, right? So, and then said, I have multiple policies with two different companies, right? And now I have multiple, you know, and apps. it's so strange. Yeah. Well, and so we shit. just, we kept honing in on that and saying, why do the independent agents know they don't have a good technology that they can work off of, that they can leverage? Now, there are these management system applications and portals that can help a consumer jump in and look at their documents. But let's be honest, those are just accord forms and those were never intended to be an, an mm -hmm. external facing document for a consumer to see. That's an, it's an you know, internal operations document. And so we were like, this is just not good enough. Let's go do our own thing where we compile all of the carriers into one platform and we brand it to the independent agent. We let them license the, the platform for their own. 
And so you're plugging into every individual carrier in one of two ways, either a formal connection with an API, which we'll talk about, or a uh, taking the portal of that carrier and embedding it inside the platform. Still a great experience because now you're not just promoting the carrier's platform, you're promoting your own and they have access to their carrier. So that's the gist of what Glovebox will, uh, does, excuse me, does do and what we're working on building even more. Yeah, because you also are very limited by technology. And as we all know, agents, if we was out, if we we're any other industry or most other industries, we would be a lot farther down the line. Um, the the fact of the vision or the money is not the issue with most of these problems. Just like Glovebox, it's the fact: can we get everybody else that we need to have on the bus on the bus? Right? Because they don't usually have the technology. You yeah, you got it. And it's tough. Like legacy systems, carriers holding um, you know tight to the vest on what they want to do in this scenario. Do I give up? that control of our system to another platform that could ultimately give all the control to the independent agent. And so that's a weird conversation. We're trying to bring everyone together, together, huddle everyone up, say, look, this is benefiting the distribution channel of the independent agent and it's helping them service their book of business. And it's helping the policyholder have a better relationship with their insurance, which ultimately helps everybody, the agency and the carrier. Andy, Andy, let me ask you a question. How long can you and these other insure techs keep up with this? And I don't say you're an insure tech. You're not an insure tech. You're an actual just vendor because you're just needed in the insurance industry. Any 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 company that comes along and says they're an app company, it just automatically is not a, an insure tech company because because you're just needed. That's like having that's like you need. It's like tires on a car. You gotta have yeah. it, right? Yeah. Tarmac is out there blazing some trails building these APIs, right? Yeah. These other companies are out there blazing these trails, building these APIs. Is it safe to say that here's Glovebox out there that you, that are you guys building a lot of parallel tunnels that are leading to the same place? Is this, is this the vision you see for how this gets done? Is there a conductor that we can plug into to make this easier? What are some of your thoughts out there on that? Yeah, uh, that could go a couple different ways, but the ultimate uh, kind of answer to that question would be we're working on a, uh, so obviously the plug into the carrier is a formal connection. We take you know their API, we essentially take our system and plug in formally. I will say on that note, not all carriers, and I say not all, uh, not many have an API at all. So they're working on building it. So we're just waiting on that moment, right? We're mm -hmm. plugging it where we can. But we're working on also, we are generating a lot of activity inside of the app or the platform, I should say. When people are coming in and using Glovebox, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're paying a bill, starting a claim. They are um, accessing their documents. They are you know, uh, requesting service. They're requesting a quote. They're referring the agency out. There's a lot going on there. We learn a lot about the consumer. And so a repository is being built to allow many people, many vendors, many uh, softwares to plug in and do what they need to do inside of that repository. Mm -hmm. And I hope that helps give you a perspective of what this is end goal is, is to say, hey, look, we want to be a, a, a vertical, a platform where the experience is, the client is experiencing everything through our platform and the agent is meeting them in the middle right there on that platform. And a lot mm -hmm. goes on inside of that vertical. So mm -hmm. making this repository available for all these systems and tech to come in and do their thing on. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that, dude. And I mean, I really do. And, and for everybody who's out there, uh, if you live in 12 states, you know who Erie Insurance is. And like they are the most dynamic data driven company out there. They are huge into that. But they also really, really believe in the independent insurance agent. And like they are not on raiders and stuff. This is just a philosophy they have. So um, a couple of us being on, uh, uh, most of us have Erie in our agency. We were really, really anxious when we first got the glove box. We're like, all right, let's see if this works, right? Is even before we got it, it was on the demo. We're like, oh, let's see if Erie works on there, you know, and you populated it and we put it in there like you did. And before you know it, we were right there. And then we created our user ID and password, which most of us had. And we hit the enter button and it says make payment. And like, we could have like really made a payment on the app. Now I know that like to some of you, if you're not in the insurance industry and you're listening to this, you're like, why is Jason acting so weird? Because to think that you could go onto a mobile app and make your own payment with a company, even like Erie. And I'm not saying Erie, if you're listening, you know, I love you. You're my number yeah. one. I'm just saying you, here, let's take Erie out of there. Think of a company agent that you have in your head that you think, man, this thing doesn't technology work well, but maybe they have a portal for, for their consumer, right? It'll work. 
It'll work. They can make their payment. It took me yeah. a while to convince Cookie. I'm like, Cookie, uh, Christopher Cook. I'm like, Cookie, I'm like, look at this dude because his number one pain point, I can't say his number, but it's a five-digit number that he intakes, a high five-digit number he takes every day in in payments. Oh, guys. Okay? Right? So we, we, we call that something. We call that what tier you got? one. We call that tier one customer service. It doesn't make you money. That that service request does not make you money. Very true. So I like let's, that. Let's, let's take the tier one service and delegate that to your tech. And your tech mm -hmm. is your own platform, not the carrier platforms, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so Absolutely. So you can do that. That's the point. And, 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 and because of the tech of the different carriers and what you guys are allowed, as we were talking about before, some of them work a little bit more seamlessly than the others. But here's the point. Everybody knows where to go. And if you know your user ID and password or if it saves in your phone most of the time, then right. you actually have it done. Now, I don't have this because I have a droid. So I'm just asking, do you guys have facial recognition? I'm just yeah, curious. we do. Yeah, you it's do. part of the system. It's built in. Yeah, so it'll read your face. It'll plug in your credentials for that carrier you're off and running. Okay. Actually, you bring up a good point about credentials. One of the main reasons why policyholders don't start an account with their carrier is because you have to have a policy number in order to register. And I don't know about you, Jason, but I don't have that policy number in my back pocket. So no. I get to that point of registration and I'm like, well, shit, do I really have to call my agent for this policy number? Well, now I just may as well take care of what I need to on this phone call. Mm -hmm. um, so they don't register. And so we actually provide that automatically for the user right there so they can copy, paste, and proceed to make their credentials, so on and so forth. So it makes life yeah. a, little, a little better. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Well, and you know, um, and loyal listeners, you know, we have a relationship, uh, uh, the Insurance Alliance Agency Intelligence and Glovebox. But I say this because I saw the demo and I saw a lot of this stuff a while back, but we were going on Neon and going to Salesforce. So there had to be some connections made and some of his team did some work there. And then they finally just had the onboarding here in the past week or so. And I wasn't there. But it was amazing when I did come back, Andy, like I always get the notes, right? Sarah's always like, hey, Jason, these are a couple of things. But it was, it was, hey, these are things we need to change on the website. But did you know that it can do this? Like, Jason, you never mentioned that it actually did this. Mm -hmm. And then I had other people and, and I'm like, wow, it, this was in the Teams chat. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, like they like really enjoyed this. I mean, Andy must have made this like really exciting because because when the team knows they're getting ready to get on a vendor call or something that Jason especially put them on, they're like, oh my God, you know, but they know they need to know it. But they were really, really amazed at some of the stuff that uh, that the damn thing can do. And um, one of the it, guys even said it just looks good. Yeah, it's all about, so that dates uh, goes back to what we were saying about the iPhone and the, the, the sleek and the, the style and the marketing behind it. And so that's part of it right. too. Uh, there's nothing worse than jumping into an app or a platform in general that's just not good. Um, and so, yeah, this is uh, it's also great because it lives on your website so you can use it there. So for people that like are used to Dude, going to your website. That's and something you guys don't talk about a lot. Explain, actually, explain that to the law. Explain to loyal listeners what that means. Like your app is on your computer. Do that. So we actually, we, we roll out on behalf of an agency, which means we're essentially grabbing your client list, we're putting it into our system, and we're rolling out for you as an agency. So you guys, although you do want to promote it yourselves, let us do our campaign and invite the user to get started. When they get started, they're sent to um, what's called a web app. A web app means we're opening up a web browser on their device. They could be on an iPhone, an Android, they could be on an iPad, a desktop. So we're opening up their web browser, and that is your app which also lives on your website. But then we actually make them download it with a banner at the top of their phone that says download here. And we remind them to download it after they start their account. Gotcha. I didn't mention this. The best part about Glovebox uh, as a user is that you don't have to remember a username and password. You enter your phone number, you get a PIN number. Thank goodness the day of username and passwords are gone. Let's right. get rid of that. So, I did like anyway. that. I did like that. It's just the phone number. Yeah. Yeah. And it sends you a PIN immediately. So and then, and then, um, I got to... 
I got to tell you, one thing that was funny about uh, meeting with your team the other day is that you had a, a policyholder who walked in the door during our Zoom meeting and asked to print off their deck page, and we we couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, that was a great moment. So yeah, tell me about it. Uh, Isn't it um, great? You know. Yeah. And 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 I've instructed my team that whenever they do that, just don't ask them to stay. Just let them go. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, no, um, it happens. It happens, you know, and it's, um, yeah, yeah. I, I won't tell the story, but I, I actually, well, I, I won't tell the exact story, but I lost an insured and he wasn't an insured of mine. He was an insured of another agent. And all I was trying to do was explain to the gentleman that there's another way that we can take th his payment. You know, and I said, I said, the last thing I want you to do is have to have to pick up the phone all the time and call us and hope that you get us and hope you get Sarah on the phone or whoever. I said, we have another way to do it. And he's like, yeah, well, this is just like the way that I like to do it. And I said, okay. So I started asking some more questions and I'm like, Hey, by the way, have you at least, has there been any other ways that you've tried? I'm just curious. Cause I want to like be able to give, if there's another way that you think's better, I would like to do it. He's like, no, this is just the way that I like to do it. And, he, and then he says to me, he says, I think you're being a smart ass. And I oh, said to him, no. I said, I said, sir, I said, sir, here's what I want to let you know. I said, no, all I'm trying to do is I'm the owner of the agency. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to be a smart ass. I'm just trying to give you options for the other ways that you want to do it. Now you've said more than more than one time that this is the way that you want to do it. I would just like to give you other options. And then he said it and I couldn't hold back anymore, Andy. He said to me, I don't know how many times I have to tell you, this is how I want to do it. And I said, well, let me tell you, sir, this is not how we want to receive it. And I took down his information and he hung up on me. And then the agent calls me the next day and is like, dude, were you talking to my insured? And I'm like, who's your insured, right? I'm, I'm the owner, right? I'm like, who's your insured? And he was like this, dee, dee, dee. And I'm like, yeah, that guy is an ass. And he's like, dude, that's my client. And I'm like, oh. you know what I mean? But hey, that's the kind of stuff that happens. I'm going to tell you what right now. I found out who the guy is and we should not judge on looks or anything, but he was not an under unacceptable person of our agency. So at the end of the day, we were okay with it. But yeah, man, I just can't take it, especially when you're trying to help them out. Well, um, one thing I want to bring up on that point would be something I call <laughs> yeah, um, the <laughs> Uh, no, no. And I'll say something I want to bring up on that point is something called the learned experience. And we talk about it here at our company. And so we're trying to shift the mindset of a policyholder. We're teaching them and, and they're learning how to use a app for their independent agency. They're used to coming from a state farm, American family, all state, probably. And they're using that one, one to one relationship with their app. They come to you and there's a multidimensional layer. They're coming to the agency and the carrier. And so it's a learned experience. Let's keep it all in one place, whether mm -hmm. it's on your phone or your computer through Glovebox and keeping everyone happy. And it's something they're going to have to remember to go do. Oh, yeah, I forgot I could go do that there. We send reminders every month to our users, uh, your clients, and, and make sure they know what they can do inside of your platform. So Yeah, um, I think that's, that's a huge thing. I think that there's been – I think some other companies will kind of have in the past helped you with the marketing, but it's just on the initial push. But you guys do have that ongoing thing, which I think is uh, that's really what spurred the the us for because we've been hooked up now for three or four months. You've been trying to get with us and we haven't had time. But my team kept saying, like, hey, we're getting clients that are calling in and saying they're using this thing. And you're like, awesome. oh. But, uh, but I'm like, but they're like, Jason, we never got any training on it. I'm like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I forgot that they were doing that. But you guys are, you guys are behind the scenes helping push it out. And it helps uh, adoption and usage. And it's not just about adoption. It's like, are they using the darn thing? And mm -hmm. let's get them in there frequently. You mm -hmm. know, you're only thinking of your insurance once or twice a year, but if we can have them learn to come use this more frequently, you're going to see a better client out of it and their retention is going to go up. So. Andy, when they first came out with the, you and I probably talked about this. When they came out with the first app, it was the uh, it was the consumer agency portal app that the big eye pushed like in 2010, and they got this company to like sponsor it and stuff. They did a great job. They, they their their heart was in the right place for the technology was there. They gave everybody who was a trusted choice agent an app that you could just give to your clients. It was awesome. It it you couldn't put any information in it. You had to put it all in yourself. There was no uh, download. You had to load your own picture. You had to load it was pointless. All. Yeah, it's a manual effort. Oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah. said, 
I said to them, I said, I don't, this isn't the big guy. This was just a program that they were doing for the time. I said to them, I said, could you imagine if you went to the bank and they gave <laughs> you an app and every time you add, add or use you your thing, you got, oh, hold on just a minute. I got to <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Who would use good. that? Who would use that? But no, but that's what we expect. Here, put all your VIN and everything and all the information you just gave me here, put it in there too. Yeah, the automation is huge. And there's a, I won't tell this story now, but one day we'll talk about the automation behind Glovebox and why we're like, oh, shoot, we can't roll this out without automation. It's not going to work because of that manual process you just talked about. So it's interesting. Yeah, no, it changed the way we do things for sure. Oh, man, it is. It is. It is. Dude, where are we going with this? I mean, if, ah. if you, you and you and uh, you and uh, the guys are sitting and the gals, you, the team is sitting around. And you guys are talking about where you're going to be in 2025 and 20 and 2030 and the bullshit, you know, Elon Musk th things of where we could go with this app. Where would you give us a little bit of that? See this right here? Yeah. This is, this is a spaceship. We love, we love space. Uh, we talk about space all the time. Our mascot's a spaceman. Mm -hmm. We're those people. Um, we're, we're going to the stratosphere, man. We're, we're looking to help uh, change the way agencies operate. You're no longer – so it's funny because right now there's no standardized way to communicate with your client. You're sending them a text. You're sending them an email. You're calling them, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. There's no standardized way. It's kind of all over the place from quote proposal to you know taking an application um, to binding the policy to servicing the policy. It's all over the place. And so standardizing everything, bringing it into one place and doing it that – uh, you know, a customer experience platform is the mentality here. It's a whole new vertical. It's like, hey, Jason, when you open an agency, you probably have three core systems. You have a management system that takes care of all the downloads and make, keeping clients organized. You have the CRM for communications and, and lead generation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, you have all these core systems. Um, don't forget your rater if you happen to have one. So those are kind of the three core systems. Um, right. Think of think of this system as that client experience platform where everything is being engaged on. So from a uh, from a prospect to a current client and the process in between. So that is the 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 long and short of kind of how this is all going to break out over the next six months, twelve months, so on and so forth. It's only going to. I like that, and we've got to have that connection between. I think you and I talked this a little bit of bore. I think um, before is that. Uh, Oh, Jason, come on. You were just, Jason, you just had it in your head. You, you and Andy were talking about this with, with where they're going. Oh, um, I can't remember. Can't remember. You were talking about the all in one experience. And I think that's great anyways about, and I'm a, it'll come back to me, but the thing in space, I love the thing in space. What is your thing on space? Like, do you just like Star Trek or like, do you have, is there something like specifically oh on space How that funny. you guys talk about? I actually don't even like Star Trek or Star Wars that much. How funny neither, is that? Neither do I. That's why I'm no, curious no, no. where this came from. Uh, NASA gets me all, uh, excited. Uh, SpaceX is the new thing, of course. So I do love, uh, what they're doing every day, launching rockets. Um, but you know, we just feel like the concept of glove box has never been done before. So we're trying to go to new heights, Mars, Saturn, you know, gotcha. all these different places. And we're taking the industry with us. Let's, let's do this together. And we can't do it without you, the independent agent. We can't do it without the carrier. So let's do this together mm -hmm. and you're coming with us. So, right. And, and, and right now, why I like that is, is because you guys are kind of the Elon Musk of this, right? So, um, and the reason I say this is everybody has always assumed that the sky was the limit, but you have proven that there's space to go further. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, it's because like, yeah, go ahead. Look at you. You're funny. He just pointed at the camera. If you can't see this, he just pointed at the yeah, camera. I, mean, you know, I know. The sky's <laughs> never the limit. There's always space to go further. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. so, so no, no, I, I, I do like that. And here, here's what I was going to say earlier, where I think we're talking about going to space, where we're talking about what no loyal listener is thinking right now until you and I just say it, is whenever not only do these transactions happen, and so service right now happens and gets processed and then gets visualized here on my app is if anybody can't see, sorry, not everybody's watching this on, on YouTube, but it, that these here are, are where the messages need to go that inform them. Right. So like right now I may say, Hey, we made this change or whatever. And then I go to podium and I will say, Hey, text the and text, be sure to check in and check your um, app. It's been updated. 
Well, how great is that when that's done? And then Glovebox, I'm able to send that through your client experience portal or whatever that kicks it over to my client that they yeah. get a notification that says, hey, you have notification and your thing just got done, right? Yep. Yep. Because that's, that's, that's what we're trying. Because right now we have that with cases with Neon. So kind of like an Amazon or anything, a ticket system. That's almost that connection becomes that ticket system. You nailed it. So it's that concept first and foremost of a message center. So where am I going to push notify? Will it do it automatically? Yes. Will it do it manually? Yes. Both sides are going to work. And this is something we're currently building. Yeah, I like it. Um, no, no, yeah, I know. No, yeah, loyal listeners, we're talking for the future here. Yes. Yeah. And and then this repository where third-party vendor systems softwares are going to come in and do their thing and push their information that was, you know, uh, put in by you, the agent. So mm-hmm. both directions in both and out. Both directions. So, yeah. 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 So that could you're, be you're huge. a good picture here. So that's exactly right. You could. And also like on downloads, downloads come in on codes. You can match those codes to trigger uh, messages that would go over. So maybe yeah. I don't even realize it. I just know that the download came in last night for your auto and home, but boom, you found out before I did. Cause it immediately hit your glove box act and said, Hey, your renewals popped up. They're in your system. Right. Dude. Yep, well thought out. That's exactly right. And, well, and well. we didn't even, we didn't even go this route, but I'll just kind of leave it there. Uh, the digital marketplace opportunity for saying, hey, we know you have, uh, you know, a pet. Why don't you buy pet insurance right here inside yeah, of my digital you storefront? Told me about that. that and so it's going to live. Your digital storefront is right here on your phone, and so that's your agency's digital storefront, and they can purchase insurance right there, quote to bind. You know, we're talking uh, short-term rental, cyber, drone, uh, pet insurance, eventually home and auto. And so that's going to be a cool cross-sell, upsell opportunity for the agent. And you didn't have to do anything. Didn't even have to do anything. Didn't even have to do that. That's good stuff, man. Get them in the door. Just get them in the door. Man, I got to tell you what, Andy. I thought this would be boring as shit, but this has actually been pretty good. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Send back that bottle of whiskey I sent you. (laughs) Woo! I love life, man. It's too too fun to be serious. Man, Andy, seriously, dude, I actually think we talked about Glovebox and apps way more than I wanted to, and it was actually really interesting. I mean, cool. I'm serious. We actually yeah. made it pretty interesting. We won't be getting any eggs at us, uh, thrown at us. But no, I'm serious, dude. Um, I like where you guys are going. Uh, what's amazing is, is um, you know, we didn't have anything in 2010, 2011, didn't have anything in this industry. And then we got a couple options that were really dynamic. And I just have to say that they, those, a lot of those options, some of them went out of business um, and some of them are still here. I just think that there's always a, a, a 1.0, right? And a 2.0 and a 3.0. And you can make the best 2.0 today, but know that someone's working on that 3.0. So the point, so some of your development needs to be R and D, right? It needs to be research yeah. and development. And I think yeah. sometimes um, businesses fall, insurance companies fall, as vendors do. And I think right now, I mean, the, you don't really have a ton of competition in this industry. And it's, a, you would think that there would be a million mobile app companies. You Isn't really, it ridiculous? Really it's so silly. And well, so we know that we're, it's, I don't, we say this, we don't really have competition because of the way we're doing it. We're connecting right. to the carriers, and that's I never agree. been done before. I agree. Everyone's been tacking onto the management systems, mm-hmm. and we're not. We're tacking onto the carriers because that's where the policy's written, that's where the real transactions made, and that's where the documents and policy dec- uh, documents are, and data it lives. That's the real stuff. The management system is just the stuff that you you compile and you you do some manual work to make and sure. And we it's all know right. it's not accurate. So there it is, and that's why we feel like the competition conversation is tough. We don't know how to, like, it's just not there. So it's not, it's not. And you make a good point there. Uh, Andy, let me pause for a minute. Loyal listeners. I hope what you heard him say was very, very, you you heard it. Cause if you didn't hit the backup 32nd and then slow me down from 1.75 to one. Okay. Real quick, because what he said was he said, there's two different mindsets. There's one who's going to connect with the carrier and there's one, those that are going to connect with the AMS and to him and to lend to the industry One way may be better than the other. That's for you to decide. But let's look at, as he said, some statistics. We know that the accuracy of the data is probably more accurate where? At the company side. Most of you don't even have data, have an AMS, or have accurate data. And that's cool. We all know it. We all know it. We're all there too, dude. 
But I'm telling you right now, so think of that mindset of what you're doing. And you also are very limited by the channels or what the company is allowed to access and what the AMS is allowed to access. It's a lot better experience. And so, loyal listeners, I just want you to remember what he said here. So when you're talking to a mobile app company or someone approaches you and says, hey, are you looking at this? This is what you should be asking them. Are you going to connect into the my AMS or are you going to connect directly into the carrier where the customer goes anyways? Uh, it, you, you can make, that's it, right? I mean, that's right, what we well, there, There's far more feature capabilities there because we're paying a bill, we're starting a claim, we're grabbing our documents. There's all the stuff they want to do anyways is over there. And then right. get, guess what? All in the same place, they can access you, the agent, to request service, request a quote, refer your agency out. And all that stuff is in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's connect to the carriers and get it done right and make mm-hmm. it a stable connection and pull in documents and stole, pull in uh, real policy data. And by the way, the carriers that aren't going to, for lack of a better term, play ball, uh, you as an agent have a choice. I'm going to work with the carriers that do, and I'm going to write business with the ones that do. And mm-hmm. watch out for the carriers that are doing it right and the ones that are not, who are not. And uh, right. I, I, I'll shout out a couple of cool carriers that are doing it right, you know, openly and branch and um, clear cover and, and lighthouse and some of these regionals and smaller insure tech companies that are doing it right. They're coming up in the world. So that's good. I like you to give them a shout out, dude. If they're doing it right, they need to be here. I'm serious about that, dude. Um, those guys are good. Uh, Caitlin interviewed the, uh, CEO of openly. That was a pretty good, that was a pretty damn good uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, That was really good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good, man. I'm, I, you know, I just think that, um, there's, it's, it's funny that we even have to have this conversation about the things that you can do because number one apps are used in every other industry. Number two, in our industry service service is killing us and making it and, and we're not making the money we should be, but yet here's a simple device that, Hey, how do you guys charge? Do you guys charge per agent per agency? How do you guys charge? I don't need your awesome price. I can call you for that, but how do they do? Yeah, real quick. It's just the number of personal lines clients that you have at your agency. And we're personal lines today. We're working on commercial. And so we charge ah. based on the number of personal lines clients that you have and you can scale with the product. Right. So. Gotcha. Okay. See, see, you can tell I don't handle that in my office. Okay. Um, that's that's yeah. how you guys do it. Well, Good super. Point. All right. Then, um, you know, I'm going to wrap it up. If you do, you hey, have anything else to say? I do because you started off our conversation. I forget if it was on air or not about delegation and Ooh. insurance agents. Why did you start a career in insurance? Because you wanted to sell insurance and you wanted to make a good paycheck. You did not start this business to service policies. And I know you love your clients. I love your clients. You, you know, everyone's happy, but let's let them do it themselves if they want to. There's a good chance they do. So let them take care of it themselves through a platform whether it's us or something that you find. Correct. Correct. So, uh, yeah, you know, what's funny. Okay. So it's just, no, I'll just, I'll continue on delegating and trying things out there that you wouldn't think that you would normally try. We tried a product. I didn't want to try the product. It was a technology product as a way to help us do personal lines. I said, I'm not going to use that. It's not going to work. Not going to happen. I hired this new health guy, um, personal lines guy. He's doing a fantastic job. And I tell him about this, this product. He's like, dude, let's try it. So we try it. It's just helping him write so much more freaking business. It's ridiculous. And I'm sitting there looking at this thing and this thing was like a hundred dollars a month. And I'm thinking, (laughs) <laughs> I didn't do this for cause a hundred dollars a month, but you know what? It didn't suit me. What I learned as an agency owner, I had the wrong person trying to make the decision, which was me on a job that I was not performing little things there that you is. can learn like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I can go off. I just love this industry, man. And you love this industry. So I don't know. Um, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. You are a leader. So you just be a reader. You told me what you just had read. What was that? Uh, promise. A promised land. A yep. promised land. That's right. That's a problem. Any I, other favorite books out there that you like? No, man. My wife has me in Netflix too much. <laughs> See where you know where we're going because you in that boo, you watching that Hulu, spending that time watching that next uh, Amazon kicks. Uh, yeah, you're getting your kicks on Netflix. Watching there the it is. Amazon Prime. I know. I've heard you say that. There it is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What you watching? The Crown. It's interesting, especially with everything else going on. Uh, really? Cool. So are yeah. you like one of the, is that something you didn't think you would like, but you like? 100%. It's not as boring as you think. The history is fairly real. And so it's very cool to watch. And, uh, you know, with Prince Philip and, you know, the queen, of course, it's very, very interesting stuff that I didn't know about. So 
I think I'm going to give this a try. There's too many people that are like me that don't normally watch that stuff who have told me like, dude, you got to watch the crown. And so I'm like, yeah, all right, dude, I'm going to do this. Yeah, that's good stuff. And don't get caught on this is us because you're going to cry. Oh my gosh, dude, dude. I watched the first ep- a couple seasons. My wife still watches. I can't do it. It's probably one of the best shows ever. That that's what the, but it's, it's so good. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'll stick to sports. Um, you know. Yeah, it's one of those that it will suck you in. You will be uh, yeah, man, it's so good. So good too. That's so good. All right. Well, hey man, I appreciate. It. Thanks so very much for coming on here. We've been jamming about 50 minutes. Um, and I think that uh, you loyal listeners got a lot out of there, man. So um, tell you and all the crew, you guys are doing a good job out there, Andy. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for everything. Yeah, no problem. And all you loyal listeners, you know I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This is Cass. He's Andy. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do, because we do all those bad things that you can't do, really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore, because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that, and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in, what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee? Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high-quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to ten carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.